you guys have a Bible, you can turn to Matthew 3, 1 through 12, and this will be our second time being in this scripture, but will you guys, on your song sheet, there's a prayer there, let us pray this prayer together, and then we will get into the, the text again. So, our Father, allow your Holy Spirit to reveal to us this wise picture of Jesus' life. Teach us to listen, consider, and implement what we see into the way we live. Let us see your kingdom anew, and let our desires be to seek and follow your ways. Jesus, we want to be your disciples. Help us live our lives for you. Amen. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our fathers, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance." But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hands, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Last week, we looked at John the Baptist and that he was an odd man. Now we get to look at his message. This message is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And as we live our lives for Jesus, we must learn to be like John to a certain extent. And sometimes that means looking odd to the kingdoms of this world. Because to live in the way of the kingdom of heaven and to live in the way of the kingdom of earth are two very different ways of living. The message of John the Baptist is the message of repentance. And as we live out repentance, our lives are going to look different. Maybe as different as his clothes and his diet looked. His message, it isn't a soft message. And it's not a message that builds up our desires and lets us live whatever life we want. It calls us to die to ourselves. But this is the way of the life with Jesus. It is not our life, but Christ's life in us. 
And we get benefits from walking with Jesus. There is no question about that. But there is already a king, and we are not that king. We get to walk in the king's ways. In her book that Suzanne uh, recommended to me, and I, I really loved, just finish it, Reclaiming Rest, Kate H. Radenbacher, I can't pronounce her last name, but says this, In signing up to follow Jesus, I agreed to place my trust in God rather than myself. A beautiful message for the Christian life. Martin Luther said, all of a Christian's life is one of repentance. And as we learn to walk with Jesus and we seek our ways, when our thoughts, our ways don't line up with Jesus and the Holy Spirit puts it on our heart and our mind, you know what we get to do? We get to repent. We get to walk away from some things and into some other things that God has for us. And see, we see Jesus as our example. Jesus didn't have to repent, but he still shows us this way. Jesus did what? He went to the cross to die for our sins. He asked God that this cup would be removed, but then God said no, and he went to the cross willingly to die for you and me for the joy that was set before him. Our our salvation and our uh, redemption. He showed us what death to self looks like. Not only in that moment, but through his entire life. And he also showed us the motive for this death as well. It's not death because he wants to take away your fun. He doesn't want to take these things away from us. The motive is love. So Jesus died to self and he died on a cross and we get to die to self because Jesus first loved us And we, in turn, confess our love for Jesus and want to walk with him. Repentance is about dying to ourselves. Dying to our selfish ways. And we get to spend our life turning from sin and turning towards Jesus. In the kingdom of heaven, death to self and selfishness, including relying on ourselves... And trusting in our own ways is the way that Jesus modeled for us. And this repentance is what John was preaching about. We need to die so that Christ might live through us. Amen. And the process that we take to get there is repentance. And that process is never ending, but ever deepening. In Romans 6, 3 through 4, it says this. Do you, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him in baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. This is the message. And this is what we want to do, is we want to walk in the newness, the life that Jesus has for us. And I asked us, last week to consider repentance to spend a week praying about it where's god's holy spirit asking you to repent where is it that's in your life that is not following the way that jesus has for you i was reminded several times this week uh, that each one of us for each one of us repentance is going to look different Even if some of us struggle with the same sins, maybe certain things or certain ways that that manifest is being uh, looked at differently. We struggle in different ways and we all have different sin tendencies. But the fact that we all have sins should do a couple things. It should not cause us to contemn each other. 
but cause us to encourage one another to look to Jesus for this repentance. And, and it should give us empathy and loving support for one another because we are not Christ. We are not the king. We're all in this together. We all have different fears and worries, don't we? Different things that bother us or tempt us. And even in that, uh, in, even in that, in our different things, they might be to different degrees. Some of us may struggle with some fear, but not giving it into it fully. And then some of us may be enslaved by our fears or our sins. But we all have them. For some of us, we may need to repent from the fears and worries that we know God is asking us to let go of. Some of us need to let go of the sadness that we love to carry and loathe in because honestly, it just seems more comfortable than living into the joy that God would have for us in this life. But somehow we are scared to live into this joy because it's not as familiar as waiting for the other shoe to drop. And in it, we remain sad and disappointed, not letting the goodness and joy in. Maybe when we do that, we feel like um, we won't, if, if we anticipate disappointment, we won't be any more disappointed. But the truth is that we will. We get to live into the joy that God has for us. Some of us need to repent from trusting in ourselves for everything that we have. We trust in our money. We trust in our abilities. We trust in our wisdom. We trust in our education. We trust in our ways or our thoughts. And we need to repent and rely on God's ways for all of it. God's provisions, the abilities that God has given to us so that we can use for his purposes. The wisdom that the Lord provides sometimes is foolish to the ways of this world. The way that God is asking us to go rather than our own ways. And the thought that God wants us to have, that the, God wants us to have his thoughts rather than thoughts of ourselves. And repentance is going to look like we trust him and place our trust in God for all things. Not just the things we are weak at. Not just the things that we think we need a little help with. Sometimes the things that God asks us to do aren't deemed wise by the wise. And yet, our job is to follow Jesus. And we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. And then when we hear, we follow. Some of us need to repent from the apathy that we constantly live in. Apathy for Love towards our neighbor, apathy for our brothers and sisters in the Lord, apathy for the ways of God, or apathy for spiritual matters in our own lives. We get to repent from these things because they are blocking us from having a deeper relationship from God and a deeper relationship with one another. Some of us may need to repent from bargaining with God. This is where you don't uh, want to follow God wherever God may lead. But you'll follow him if he gives you what you want in return. And if you don't get it, you get angry at God. God, I did this thing for you. Why didn't you do this thing for me? God is God and we are not. Amen? This is a big amen. He is bigger and his ways are better. His way is better. We don't get to make deals. We can ask God. We can ask questions and ask favor and ask blessing. These are beautiful things that we get to do, but we don't get to make deals. We get to let God be God, and whether he makes much of us or little of us, you know what we get to do? Still follow. Still walk. Still walk in these ways. We get to live into these things because even though we may have screwed up some things 
God's grace through Jesus is available for us. Amen? We strive to seek the face and the ways of Jesus at all times. And in this, we get to repent and we get to walk into the newness that God has for us. This is the message that John is preaching. So that we might live into the new ways that God's new kingdom has for us. That we might need to let go of the things that are blocking us from the relationship with God and also with the things that He made. Man, creation, all these things. And in repentance, as we repent, we are preparing the way of the Lord. We are seeking to straighten the path that God has for us. We are doing what God asks us to and we are following Him. And we don't even know in our repentance what we're preparing the way for. We get to just repent and follow. John 2, or Joel, from the Old Testament, we've already been in Joel in the book of Matthew, but in 2, 12 and 13 it says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping, with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. There again, we see his motives. Now, there are some who would rather rend their garments and show, have a show of repentance rather than actually let it get down and change our hearts. There are those of us who do things for the outward appearance and not for the inner change that God is trying to work in us. In repentance, we may be asked to do things differently. There may be an outward change to stop doing some things and start doing others. But more than that, we are asked to have a change of heart. A heart that longs for the things and the ways of God rather than a heart that is focused on ourselves. We can stop doing something that is bad for us and still have it be worse. I'll say it this way, we can stop sinning in whatever way and then become so self-righteous about the fact that we quit sinning that we've been become worse than we when we were actually knew we were broken. We give into our pride rather than the humility of heart that relies on God for his grace. I've said this for years, but it's always better to realize that we are broken. You know why? Because Jesus then can heal us. And to live into a falsehood that we already heal and whole and that we got nothing more to do before Jesus, this side of God's kingdom, seeing it in its fullness, we are deceiving ourselves. And we need to walk the walk of repentance in this. Jesus came for the sick, not for those that are whole. The ones that are sick need a doctor. The ones that are whole don't. So we can know that we're sick and keep repenting and keep walking. But... Rending the garments and not the heart. This is what the leaders of the day did. This is what the leaders of the day did. They did so much for visual effect, but never for the change of their hearts. And here we see John starting this message as well. Watch out, rulers. Who warned you? Who warned you? Because when the heart isn't changed, the circumstances can change, but it doesn't matter. When the heart is changed, the circumstances don't have to. The way people view us 
don't have to matter because we can live into the heart change knowing that God loves us, that God cares about us, and we can repent and just live into the kingdom that God has for us. For an example, I'm going to take tithing or giving to the church. You can do this as a mere principle. Well, you know, I heard somebody once say that tithing is 10% because that's what we're supposed to do. And really not even think about it. You just give 10% because that's what you're supposed to do. Or you can give in a way where you're trying to get from God. Okay, God, I want you to bless me, so I'm going to give to you. I'm going to give and you better bless me. Or, I, I mean, I've seen people that have gone out and sinned and they want forgiveness for their sin and so they donate money to God as if that's going to forgive them. Or, we can give to God because we trust that His provision for us will never end. We can give to God out of trust and that trust leads us into joy. It leads us into the joy knowing that tithing is not a duty. It's a measure of trust that we get to place in God for His goodness to us. It's a thanking Him for what He is providing and trusting Him that He will continue to provide day in and day out. He will provide our daily bread. Who knows? Some of us may need to repent from this. Repent from duty in giving or deal-making in giving or a lack of trust that God will provide. But we get to live into this example that God has for us that we can say, thank you, God. We know you're going to provide. We know that you're going to provide. And in that, we repent and walk in God's ways knowing that we trust Him. So every one of those examples can give and tithe. But God is after the one who gives and tithes by placing their trust in Him. Not making deals with Him. Not just out of routine action. But because this trust will lead to the joy that He wants us to have. John has harsh words. And as as loving as Jesus is, He will have harsh harsh words for those who just want outward change. The kingdom of heaven, this is the kingdom where Jesus is king. It is different as John is different. It is different. Jesus desires and demands that our heart is turned towards him and that in all our ways we'll line up with him. Not only what we do in the walking but the way that our heart is lined up with Him. And I love that John starts us off because Jesus doesn't do it either. John and Jesus don't put up with religious folk. They just don't put up with with religious folk. A child of God is one who follows Jesus, not perfectly, but persistently and wholeheartedly and strives to walk in the way of repentance each step trying to follow Jesus and relying on his grace no matter what others think or say and that's what we get to be our heart knows that we are loved by God because we are loved by him we love others and walk accordingly and we give up the things that are blocking this way of love I've asked you before and I'll ask it again and I think that because this is something that we get to do over and over I think it's a question that should linger on our hearts where you need to repent in this pay attention don't give in to apathy 
Your soul is important. Your spiritual walk with Jesus will impact your physical life with Jesus as well because he cares about the whole of us. Heart, mind, soul, body, all of it. And we get to dedicate all of that to Jesus as he dedicated it to us. He loves us and he wants good for us. He never promised that we'd be without storms. He said, I will be with you in the midst of storms. One of the questions I've always had is like, God, where is the fruit of my life? John says here to keep with fruit of repentance. Here we see a spiritual fruit that repentance, this fruit is ongoing. It's something that we get to live into, that this way of fruitfulness in our lives isn't necessarily dozens and hundreds of people getting saved. It's not necessarily the work that we do, the ongoing work of Jesus in our life, the ongoing fruitfulness that we have as we live with Jesus is repentance. This is one way we get to see the fruit. Are we paying attention? Are we looking at it? It doesn't necessarily mean it's the fruit we want to see all the time, but we get to walk out the fruit of repentance. And I love that it's a fruit of repentance because fruit blooms and blossoms and it grows and it it can be tasted by others and benefit others, but then the seed can also be allowed to be planted and grow in the ground and die. And from that death comes life because this is the way of the kingdom of heaven. It is from death to life and it's ongoing, it's repeatable and it's passed down from generation to generation, we get to live this fruit in our lives because we don't even know what the fruit of repentance is going to bring in others. Saying you're sorry to somebody is a big deal. Feeling that you're sorry, not just as an act, right? We all have, we all were kids once where we were made to say sorry. That's not what I'm talking about. Again, it's a heart issue. Saying sorry from the heart, repenting, it's a big deal. And we don't even know what the fruit will bring, but when that seed goes out, when that fruit is given, it is a beautiful thing and we're living the life for Jesus. So what fruit do you want to see in the life of Jesus? In this life of repentance? There's grace, amen, when we don't line up with Jesus' ways. We're not going to. And I love that grace is not earned. It's not something you gain. It's simply a gift. It's a beautiful thing. And yet, I believe it to be a brutally hard thing to live into because we can't earn it. We don't deserve it. It's not something that we can just pay into and get out of. It's something that God gives us and we get to live into it. He wants us to follow Him. So let us not resist His grace. Let us live into it. And I'll say this in closing. Next week, we're going to look... We're going to talk about baptism. Maybe the Holy Spirit uh, will ask you to get baptized. I don't know. Uh, If so, we're going to do that. We'll find a way. We don't have water here, but we will. So So pray about it. And if God leads you in that way, we'll make it happen. Because that's what we get to do, is walk in this way of repentance and baptism. Not only baptism with water, but baptism with the Holy Spirit as well. Because it says that Jesus who came... He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The fire is refining. It's a refining process. It's used through Scripture to show us that it's a refining process. This is what repentance is. It's a refinement. It's burning off the bad, 
keeping the good, making it more pure as we live for Jesus. So Jesus, as we come before you, I pray that we may learn repentance. I pray that we may know that the life that we have to live with you is in agreement to place our trust in you rather than ourselves. That this Christian life is one of repentance. Lord, help us live this way for you. In Jesus' name, amen.